0: You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast.
1: I. You, you already messed up, dog.
0: <laughs> what I do? You're saying it out of order. Oh, now. I didn't do bi week No, I said bi-weekly. Yeah, say it again. There's some problem. Bi-weekly American history podcast. I. Glass wear, glasses wear, oh. hat wearer. Oh. sweetly unshaven, Dave Anthony. Reads a story from American history to his acquaintance.
1: (laughs) Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. God, you want to look hit a dude? I'll do one bottle.
0: <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Gera. they okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You <laughs> are Queen Fakie
1: of made Uptown. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. <laughs> a bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi,
0: Gary. No. <laughs> nicely done, my friend. No. <laughs> no.
1: 1833! Okay. Hey, bro, can you give me a second to switch from show
0: mode, show plug
1: mode to show mode?
0: That's not how this works. Uh, all right, let's go. What year? 1830, 1833. Eight, that's what I was going to say. should have been paying attention. Eight,
1: don't get all teacher on me.
0: The oh. Parker clan, who were from the East Coast, were offered a deal that seemed almost too good to be true. <laughs> Why? Oh, this is... It's going to be good. yeah. Quote, in exchange for meaningless promises of allegiance to Mexico, several Parker family heads were each given grants of 4,600 acres in Texas.
1: Okay, so they just said, We'll be Mexican. Now they get a bunch of land in Texas. I
0: yeah, we'll be, they're like, We'll be Mexican. We'll go to Texas and be Mexican.
1: Sure. Texican.
0: Texicans. Uh, it's prime real estate, lots of trees, meadowlands, springs, creeks, plenty of fish and birds, the whole deal.
1: Sure. Boy, it sounds like a Blue Apron menu.
0: It's not going to go wrong. Uh, There was one drawback. Well, Dave, let's have it. The property was on the absolute outermost edge of the Indian frontier. Mm, uh, That seems like a bad time to be there. No! Everybody's super friendly at this point. No,
1: it seems like at this point they know the deal.
0: No, it's going to be fine. Hmm.
1: So the Parkers built a one-acre fort. Parkers is such a white name too. This feels like a like a CW show.
0: Well, this is the the origin story of Peter Parker. Oh wow! Who is, who is Spider-Man? If you I'm guys don't aware. know,
1: I'm I used to dress up like him for kids parties, pal. And yeah, when but, kids would see the skin between my suit okay. and my glove and say, "Hey, I saw spider mans skin," I'd simply say, "I'm Peter Parker under here, guys," and it wouldn't work. Keep no, going. It's
0: because you you're blowing everything. <sighs> I can't believe you did that to children
1: <laughs> I so had that, I had that done to me,
0: so the Parkers built a one acre fort around their new homes, right
1: It's a big fort,
0: yeah, uh altogether, the Parker family got sixteen thousand acres of land, which is uh now would be between Dallas and austin okay uh there were uh they were the closest white people to one of the most hostile Native American tribes okay tribes, the Comanches, okay, your favorite.
1: I've Well, I do. I mean, yeah. You know whose side I'm with.
0: On May 19th, 1836, 16, uh, 10 of 16 Parker men were out on the cornfields, which left six unarmed men, eight women, and nine children inside the fort.
1: Okay. I feel like you're telling me that because... Those numbers will be important. No,
0: I'm just going to go through different days and talk about who was where. Oh, so
1: this is just kind of letting me know the ratio. Like a day. day, Sort
0: of a journal. A day in the life sort of thing.
1: Okay, sure, sure, sure.
0: Looking forward to it. Uh, At 10 in the morning, a large band of Comanches rode up to the fort. Uh,
1: Now, this is the band, the Comanches, or these
0: are? This is the band. Okay. 48-year-old Benjamin Parker walked out to meet them. Oh, boy. They told Benjamin they wanted a cow. Okay. And <laughs> good, good start to anything. And directions to water. Okay. All right. So they're like, "This is what we want." Right. I don't know what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: can we at least get a hello first?
0: He refused to give them a cow.
1: Okay. so he pushed. He pushed back on the cow. Demand. Well, they're
0: super important right. cows at this point. Sure. Yeah. You can't just be handing them out to any sure. dude that. Maybe they around. were the
1: cow manchies.
0: They were originally known as the Cow Manchies. So this
1: is... They're they're just living up to their name.
0: Uh, Benjamin refused the offer. Right. Instead offered other food that they had. Okay. How about some corn? Would you like some
1: maize? Maize, huh? Little maize for the guys?
0: Uh, He went back to the fort to get it. While he did this, most of the other Parkers were escaping out the back. Okay,
1: so they sensed danger. Yeah. Right.
0: When Benjamin...
1: I mean, did they have a lot of cows? Is this just a I don't, pride I don't, thing? I assume they
0: had some cows, but I, you know, back then, if you're out on the frontier, you can't just give up cows willy nilly,
1: right? Sure.
0: I think that's a technical term. No,
1: willy nilly sounds. It sounds like you're from the time.
0: Yep. Uh, so, Benjamin, Benjamin comes back out with the food, right? Okay. And then he's surrounded and speared several times. Already. So So, that's not... Oh, let me get a cow! It's not great. Let me get a cow! Hold on, the cow cow offer sounds
1: better. Why I just get a cow? When you feel eminent... Would you rather rather have all your cows or be dead and have access to no cows?
0: I I can't... Or just have the one less cow? I can't emphasize enough how important cows are.
1: Still... You have to think when spears are going through you, you know what? Oh, I should have given up the cow. should have given him a cow. Yeah, Yeah, well, at that point, but
0: hindsight, you know, hindsight's easy. Sure. Um, The Comanches then attacked the fort, killed four men, and captured two women and two children. Okay. Including nine-year-old Cynthia Ann Parker.
1: Okay. Cap.
0: Cap? Yeah, Cap. By the time uh, the armed Parker men from the fields arrived, it was too late. Hey, how's
1: everyone been? How are you? Oh, no.
0: Look at all the corn we have. Oh, wait. All our cows
1: are here. Woo. That's good. We dodged a spear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The fort was on fire and looted by the Comanches, who had ridden off with Cynthia Cynthia Ann and her relatives.
1: Okay. So things aren't good upon return.
0: I mean, when you score a nine-year-old...
1: Score, yeah. Scored. That's right.
0: The Comanche had ruled the southern Great Plains for 150 years. Their territory covered 250,000 square miles through present day Texas, New Mexico, Colorado, Kansas, and Oklahoma. Wow, all right. By the 1830s, they had conquered 22 different tribes. They controlled the buffalo and horses, which had been introduced through Mexico by the Spanish in the 1600s. Okay. The Comanches quickly mastered the horse, which allowed them to build their empire. Before horses, they were just like a sort of subdued nomadic tribe wandering about.
1: Right, but then they got horse powers. We horse, know of it now.
0: That's the correct term. By the 1700s, they had become such fearsome fighters that they stopped the northward advance of the Spanish through Mexico. Okay. A Comanche warrior... So did
1: the Parkers... Would Did they... I mean... Did they know this was maybe an unwise move? Yeah. I'm
0: always, like... I'm always sort of baffled by the I know they were religious people, and maybe right. they wanted to do the escaping thing, but right. I'm always baffled by people that that are like, let's go out where the people want to kill us and yeah. set up a house. Well, they built a fort so they knew it wasn't great. Yeah. I mean, you know, so. if you're if you're ever moving with your family somewhere and you're building a fort, it, it's
1: fort. not a good idea. Yeah. They burned.
0: Yeah, well, Forts burn. the only reason you build a fort is because people want to come and get you. That's what I'm saying. No one's like, I'm building a fort because everyone's friendly.
1: Right. Yeah. No, then you build a home.
0: Right. So um, a Comanche warrior could fire a volley of arrows while riding, while hanging from his horse and kill a man uh, 30 yards away.
1: Okay. So that a powerful position, That's I would say. That's
0: not something you fuck with. Right. They were able to pick up an injured man while riding at full gallop. They were expert horse thieves and once stole 12 horses which were tied to their sleeping owners. Oh, wow. That's, that's almost, like
1: high stakes operation. That's
0: almost like a, like a prank.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. 1800s operation.
0: Uh, if Comanches ran out of water, they would drink the stomach contents of their horse.
1: Well, so... When this is
0: what you would do huh? with Jose. Given the opportunity. I would never
1: drink the water content of Jose. Why? The agua content. I would just never,
0: I would never. Jose would want you to live.
1: No, I'll tell you what I'd do. I would cut open my water content and I'd be like, drink beast. Live two more days without daddy.
0: That's not how it works.
1: Where's my water content?
0: The cow would be like, (laughs) "Eh."
1: Not milk. Um, You son of a bitch, come back here. I, I cut
0: open my water content for you. They moved their ungrateful prick. Vi- they moved their villages as they raided, uh, so they were hard to locate, and they like to travel at night under movement, moonlight.
1: Okay, so they're like Navy Seals,
0: <laughs> right? They're they're the native nati- Navy Seals. They're what we of call Old West
1: Navy Seals. What is it again? Navy.
0: Yep, it's hard.
1: Native American okay. seals. Well,
0: that was a failure. Oh,
1: boy, And eight... I'll tell you what, though. You give me three more cracks and I'd have had something.
0: So when the Parkers were attacked, the Comanches were about 5,000. Oh, my God. 5,000 people. They were, uh, there were around 40,000 white settlers in Texas. The Coman- Comanches were made up of different bands, and each band had a war chief a, and a peace or medicine chief. Mm-hmm. The band that attacked the you Parkers... You be hanging out with. Oh, Madison. yeah. Fuck yeah. What you got there? Some pay, mm. Uh Why,
1: well, yes, you can squirt whatever's in that frog into my mouth.
0: <laughs> That's not... Hmm? Okay. The band that attacked was the that Parkers... Was that water content? Yeah. Uh, was led by a warder named Pita Nakona. And people are going to be like, It's Nakona. While the women were treated like slaves or ransomed back to the Parkers, 9-year-old Cynthia Ann was treated like a like family by the band and she quickly integrated into Comanche society. Okay. So she's in. Right. James Parker, her uh, her uncle, petitioned the president of Texas for rescue expeditions, but was
1: president of Texas.
0: Yeah, that's still there. We go. I'm surprised that's not. Can we go back
1: to an era like that? (laughs)
0: Um, But he, they, the president was like, I'm not interested. No. But then in 1838, a new president of the Republic of Texas called for quote an exterminating war against the Comanches and funded a 3,000-man state militia. Okay, so... So that's that's some hardcore language. It is,
1: but yeah, and that is like now, you know, now we would call it like, um, you know, the Conservation of Native American Act.
0: Freeing the Native Americans from their lives. Liberating
1: land again. <laughs>
0: uh, a brutal war was launched against the uh, Comanches. Okay and other tribes in East Texas. Several massacres occurred, but still, most of Texas was ruled by the Comanches. This was because whites loaded up their horses and fought mostly on foot with cumbersome rifles.
1: Well, it sounds like, that from what I've heard, the Comanches are a little more prepared for something more, like this. Yeah, a
0: little more on top of it. Uh, they the... just
1: picked a guy up while galloping and then dropped to the ground, threw a spear through my friend, and got back on! <laughs> It's 9 p.m.
0: The Nez Perce were the same way. They're they're north uh, northwestern. Hmm? Nor, they're from the northwest. Oh, Okay, American Native Americans up there. Right. Uh, so the Comanches would ride rings about around these people, just shooting arrows, and they'd be like, "Um, why aren't we standing
1: and shooting?" Guys, can we get some rules to play by already? The horse thing seems very wrong. look, I'm not saying no horses, but y'all
0: can't all
1: be on horses.
0: Come on, one of you got to get off and sit around. In 1839, a group of state militia tried to sneak up on a Comanche camp on foot, leaving their horses behind. They fired on the teepees and the Comanches scattered. But instead of fleeing, they jumped on their horses and stampeded the soldiers' horses away, oh. leaving the soldiers on foot who marched back to 150 miles to camp.
1: Oh. <laughs> my god.
0: So that's a Can you imagine bad, I mean, you are oh That's my a bad god, plan.
1: 150 miles.
0: It's a bad plan.
1: When not ready to walk 150 miles, no. that's a tough call.
0: And you know most of the water was on the fucking horses and shit like Well, was...
1: that, I mean, listen, that's when you're at you're looking at your buddy and he's looking like nothing more than some water content.
0: Yeah, cut that fellow's stomach open. You off know me. what I mean?
1: I would do it for you. Get in his old WC. His water content. Nothing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Comanches and uh, militia fought back and forth with massacres and attacks on settlers. Despite the back and forth, the Comanches held on to pretty much their entire territory south of the Red River in the 1840s. Okay. And April 1846, an Indian agent went to a Comanche band to request treaty talks. Okay. Uh, these would be the first treaty talks between the Comanches and the U.S., which Texas had just become a part of. And the agent saw nineteen-year-old Cynthia Ann, who he had known as a child. Oh, and what have you been up to? Hey, he tried to buy her, but the band wouldn't negotiate. Okay, I guess that's yeah. what you do.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: How much for the? Yeah. How much for the nineteen-year-old woman? That's. White, yeah, but like. I don't
1: know. It seems, oh, she seems like a wild one. You need to do a, a lot of preamble before you.
0: Oh. Get into that. Dear. All right. Dear Comanches. Hey, hey.
1: Uh, don't I write would this like letter. that. Don't write this letter.
0: Excuse me. Would you mind if I bought that person? Uh, from you? No. No. <laughs> That's how we do it.
1: No. Don't put your nail clippings in that. Uh,
0: so uh, they said she was a wife of War Chief pita nakona which was the one who had remember when she was nine so they ended up marrying her okay that happens so, a lot when you capture a nine-year-old
1: uh, i think i'm gonna go with a no comment okay on uh, this
0: when the agent approached
1: it's not normal
0: no right it's so awkward thing
1: yeah um when the How ed- did we meet well it's a funny story <laughs> <laughs> Damn, i came for a cow i came for a cow and i got a cap didn't i doll face
0: money um. So when the agent approached Cynthia Ann, she hid and would not talk to him. She okay. wept at the thought of going back to Western civilization. Okay. The agent left, and soon word was out. The news became a worldwide sensation. Okay. People were shocked that Cynthia Ann did not want to come back, and that the Comanches wouldn't sell her.
1: Okay. So both are shocked. So different,
0: yeah. different time. Yeah. <laughs> James Parker tried to negotiate to get his niece back, but was refused. Scared, Cynthia, Ann, and Pita fled west and joined another band. This time, uh, they had a around this time they had a son named Quena.
1: Quenna? Quenna. Quenna.
0: Q U A N A. Quenna. Quenna. Okay. Quenna. Which means stink. Um, what hmm. Um is that? Mm -hmm. Two years later, that his second son, who they named Peanuts. Okay. So, all right. So. Stink! Peanuts! (laughs) Come in here! Are they just having fun? (laughs) What's the angle? Well, Peanuts... uh, (laughs) Yeah, okay, let's talk Peanuts. Okay, Peanuts was because... Charles Schultz was the father. Why am I even reading the stories if you know them? Uh... Okay, why well, was she peanuts. loved peanuts when she was a child living at the fort? That doesn't mean you
1: name a kid peanuts. You don't know why. If that, if that's how the world worked, is. my name would have been well, vodka.
0: When you were a child, yeah, you drank vodka as a child.
1: No, that's what my mother liked, or my you know family drank.
0: Shit's really come. shit's really opening up right now. You
1: know, I mean, maybe more red wine. <laughs> Once I did get uh, when I was like three. My mom's friend, fed, this is insane, fed me like a few spoonfuls of a martini. Sure, sure, and sure. my dad saw me in the yard oh falling God. over and took me to the hospital. Oh, my God. So, things are fine.
0: Ah, uh, England. <laughs> uh, so, right, the name of Peanut. Okay, um, and then Stink? They, there's no explanation.
1: Just, a fun, just goofing? Goofing. Having a goof?
0: Uh Cynthia Ann and PETA disappeared from Western
1: PETA uh, and Peanuts are hanging out.
0: Yeah. So uh so no one knows where they are for like twelve years. Okay. What? Uh six hundred thousand settlers came to Texas in the eighteen fifties. Uh more white people came into contact with the Comanches and hostilities increased.
1: Okay. Well, it doesn't sound like white people,
0: but in okay. 1858, Peta Nakona... Yeah. You know I'm fucking that up. Uh Reemerged as the leader of a number of vicious raids on settlers. So he's back. Okay. He's doing his business. Okay. In response, Rip Ford... Oh
1: boy, so we're just really... <laughs> you know, the, one thing we're learning is no culture is getting names right.
0: Uh, he took command of the Texas Rangers, which had become a fairly shitty and weak uh, during the 50s. Okay. Ford turned the Rangers into a skilled mounted militia using Comanche tactics. They were armed with six shooter Walker Colt revolvers. And now the Comanches face being shot at from horseback by guns.
1: So before they were using guns, but not shitty guns, shittier guns on foot. Now now they're able to use better guns on horse
0: and a revolver. They can, you know, can bang out a bunch of shots. At Ford's uh, at Ford's first confrontation with the Comanches in 1858, the Rangers kicked off the Battle of Antelope Hills when they shot a medicine man, who had claimed bullets could not harm him. Well,
1: I mean, that's so, awkward. That that is the most awkward way to die, pretending you're fine.
0: But, but anytime someone says, "Hey, bullets can't hurt me," you're basically saying, "Shoot me." Mm-hmm. That's what you're yeah. a- you're asking no. to be shot.
1: And your last words are. Don't worry. Something tells me I'm going to be a okay tomorrow. He's dead.
0: Um. Anyway, they did harm him. Really. Who will really, give the dead
1: man medicine?
0: Really big time. They really harmed him.
1: Yeah. Oh, so he did die from his wounds. Yep.
0: Okay. Uh, in the battle, uh, seventy six Comanches died to two Rangers. So they weren't ready for the guns. Right. Um. A group led by that PETA, is
1: a bullshit advantage. I mean, I, you know, I like obviously the. Uh, I mean, there's really no rules in war, but it is... I mean, that's an unfair advantage. It's not great. You know?
0: Uh, it's probably Peta, but uh, arrived and attacked. You are attacked. obsessed so, with the name. Yeah, Let it go. I should have looked it's it It's okay. So, so Peta... It's a safe place. Peta arrives and attacks, but he was forced to retreat. Okay. And the Comanche Empire had been pierced for the first time. Ford and his rangers pushed the fight across the Red River, ambushing villages and shooting teepees. A massacre of 70 Comanches occurred. The Comanches then responded with brutal raids against settlers. Okay. And in 1860, pregnant Martha Sherman was murdered by a Comanche raiding party. Okay. And people freaked out. And hundreds of settlers left the frontier.
1: Oh, so their freak out was get out of here.
0: Yeah, well once a la- a pregnant lady goes down, everyone's like, Get out of there fucking crazy. Is that is not how we well, handle things. Well that's like today. that's like like fighting someone on holy ground. Like you don't kill a pregnant lady.
1: But that's not how we handle things today.
0: No, now you get uh uh one of those drone wh- or shoe horseshoe bouquet bouquets. Yeah. Yeah. Um so a group of rangers and army soldiers went into Comanche territory looking for revenge. And they came across PETA. Point. Nakona and Cynthia Ann's band, and he was killed. Who was killed? PETA.
1: Oh, okay. Well, wow.
0: Quena's dad. Right. Um, so 12-year-old Quena... Friend and of and Peanuts. 12-year-old Quena and 10-year-old Peanuts escaped.
1: Okay. So Peanuts is on the run. We got loose nuts.
0: <laughs> so Cynthia Ann is captured by the Rangers, right? She's um, captured
1: by the Rangers.
0: And they they consider at that time being captured and living with Native Americans is like like they thought that was worse than, than dying. They're right. like that that couldn't. Wouldn't you rather be dead? And the, the answer is like, like no, no. Actually, no returning here is super the worst. great. We just live in teepees and
1: yeah, everybody's like super cool. The food's great. Anyway, we chill a lot. you
0: should a lot probably get a job. It's a lot of chills. You should probably get a job, no, or, a just, job. Like or just or just be a prostitute.
1: Nah, do you see why I'm missing it? Do you see why I miss no. it? No, I miss it for a number of reasons. But it's when you you uh, when you tell me my options, I right. I, I say, you,
0: you should know. be a prostitute. Right, right. Anyway, isn't it better than living out there in the in nature?
1: Yeah. No, that was a nightmare.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right, I'm going to take a stroll. Okay, I have while five dollars.
1: But then I'll be back because I want to try some of this macaroni, you guys. Want to <laughs> <show that about. laughs> Idiots.
0: Uh, so uh, when they caught her she was covered in so much Buffalo grease that the Texans didn't realize she was white until they got her back at camp. Well, and I who guess has this not happened I to assume hose drop. I can't Ooh. tell you how many times uh,
1: I, the amount of times that I've been covered in Buffalo. Right. Grease, yeah. Right. I mean, I look, mean, it's work. It, and you know, if you put enough on, you yeah. want to get it everywhere because yeah. you want the same, you know, Yeah.
0: you want to equal tan
1: or whatever, you yeah. know, gre grease yourself equally.
0: Yeah. Grease eek was what we say here. So
1: how do you, how does Buffalo grease like? Are they they're all just like, boy, she's shiny.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, it,
1: crazy how shiny she you is. You figured huh? she'd be
0: slippery to hold on. She's to.
1: slippery and shiny.
0: Um. So uh, she had a toddler with her named Prairie Flower. Okay, So that was pretty straightforward. Way better. Yep. Yeah. Cynthia Ann had fully assimilated to Comanche culture, so the white world was completely alien to her. Oh, God. She became an instant celebrity. She was put on display. (laughs)
1: What a dream.
0: What a dream. What
1: a dream. So great. To go from just the most probably communal environment to one where they're like, well, get in the glass box, sugar. People (laughs) want to pay a nickel to see yous.
0: Um, and people were shocked At the white Comanche woman Who had forgotten English And proper behavior uh-huh. She was uncooperative And kept running away From her family Who She would, she started moving Between their different houses And she kept You know Trying to bail Right um, She uh, Mourned Her husband By cutting herself And cropping right. her hair Which apparently Cropping her hair Is a way To show that you're upset And right. that culture yeah, sure uh Cynthia ann seems to have accepted Oh, she,
1: did you see what she did she's just cut her hair way down like a monster she looks so different i mean we're taking her into the salon tomorrow but i hardly think there's any way they're going to be able to fix it unless feather. they give her something you know really light and tight feather it i mean i don't want to even feather it at what this about point. a perm it looks, no a perm with it that look, stop suggesting things debbie i've got this figured out
0: I have a lot of ideas for that girl.
1: Yeah, well, none of them have been good so far, so let me work on
0: this. Perm means permanent.
1: You are an absolute idiot. Do you know that?
0: Mm, I like curls.
1: All right, this is.
0: Cynthia Ann seemed to accept that she would never return to the Comanches, and she began...
1: I mean, how uh, unfeasible is it to return? It's just a matter of, how would she? I mean, it's just a
0: distance thing. Well, you have to steal a horse, probably, and then right. take off. And okay. she's got a baby with her. It's probably right. not easy. Baby's harder. Um, she began to relearn English and became known as the best buffalo hide tanner in the town, which is a skill she learned as a Comanche wife.
1: And what is that skill? What that's is when you. That's
0: when you turn uh, a, like a wet. You turn a, it freshly in, wet into actually cut like, cut a, off.
1: a usable material. Yeah. Right.
0: Um, but in uh, 1864, Prairie Flower died of the flu. Uh, Cynthia Ann uh, eventually refused to eat and starved herself to death. Oh, a few God. years later, she Jesus. never got over it, and she also never got over her other two kids being gone. Oh, I mean, she was she lost all three.
1: Yeah, but we were. I feel like we were. This just was her. We were seeing this. Through oh, this her is eyes. not her story. No, is it my story?
0: She's gone. It's your story. I told you this is Peter Parker's story.
1: Right, Peter Parker.
0: Meanwhile, Quina sure. and Peanuts had fled knowing their father was dead and their mother captured. Twelve-year-old Quina was already a great writer and hunter, but had not yet been initiated as a warrior. Uh, the two managed to find a Comanche village, and Quina was now an orphan and had to fight for himself. Peanuts died two years later... Uh, we don't know why We don't know what the cause was I assume someone cracked his shell David, Good night Good night that's, I mean Good night Dave Good night David Good night sir That's fair uh, In 1863 uh, When he was 15 years old Quino became uh, He was large He was like 6 feet tall uh, And he became a fully initiated warrior He was much taller and stronger Than the average Comanche And he had a burning hatred for white men
1: <laughs> Okay Yeah yeah.
0: Uh, why? <laughs> uh, he began joining raids with his band, the Quahadis.
1: Their early shit is Their so good. Their
0: fucking first two albums are ridiculous. Really good. Uh, the Quahadis were the most violent and warlike band of the Comanche tribe and were feared by other Comanches. Okay. So this That's is so the fucking interesting. Top dog. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, Man, this is saying something, obviously, because according to a grandchild of Quina, quote, the Comanches were very hostile. They killed about everything that moved. They even practiced uh, when they got a captive. If they captured another tribe's old women, those who couldn't have babies or help work, they used them for target practice.
1: Oh, God. Jesus.
0: It was very cruel because the young warriors had to prove themselves Uh, How strong they were, whether they could kill another person or if they would have pity. They would tie them to a tree and shoot them with their spear or bow and arrow. And they would bet, uh, they'd like gamble, I bet I can get her eyes, that sort of thing.
1: That sort of thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff. This stuff that's adjacent to that. It's
0: no different than, like, gambling on horses or whatever. Mm. Except it's just eyes.
1: So here eyes. we are again, virtually hero-less.
0: Yeah, it's not going great. The Comanches stepped up their raids during the Civil War and regained the upper hand. Right? Because the, the white guys are fighting each other. <laughs> okay. They're not focused on uh,
1: well, sounds like the us. Comanches. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, Quinna helped his band steal horses and kill settlers. On his second raid, a group came across a company of the U.S. Army Cavalry. Uh, instead of leaving them alone, which most Comanche bands would have done, the war chief decided to steal the cavalry's 60 mules. Okay. Boom. Bold. Fucking mule heist. That's You know right. what I'm talking
1: about? Uh, you're damn right.
0: It's still known as the Great American Mule Heist. Uh,
1: I remember it as Mule Fuel. Uh,
0: ben Affleck's doing a movie about it.
1: <laughs> of course he is.
0: Except they all going to have Boston accents.
1: Dude, come on. We got to get these mules out of here. I told you, I ain't going no more. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, incoming. Oh, they got us, dude. I'm not going to forget you, Mark. I'm not going to forget you.
0: Mark. Uh, so, uh, so they did, and... Uh, Quina was given the responsibility of leading the mules while the Quahatis held off the cavalry. Quina drove the mules through the night and arrived at a uh, Comanche camp to great fanfare. Yeah, They're like, sure. you fucking mule bringer! Hey! Um, on November 12th, 1864, four days after Abraham Lincoln's re-election, the army sent Colonel Kit Carson to lead a force against the Comanche. I'm Kit. They leave this part out of Lincoln's... Uh,
1: <laughs> the history of Lincoln
0: yeah they're like so weird and then he happened. sent guys to kill the bunch of Indians so weird Kit Carson was a national hero written about in dime novels for his scouting and trapping skills earlier that year he had forced 7,000 7, Navajos onto a reservation okay Carson had several Native American wives and was fluent in different uh, Native languages this is an interesting yeah twist. that's a twist right he's got a bunch of sure hmm uh, He's playing the uh, field. Well, it sounds almost not like it shouldn't be happening. It sounds weir- It's weird that a I woman... I mean, it, it, it
1: literally, he. so he is he they,
0: is sleeping with the enemy. Well, they also sound slightly captured or... Oh, so it's, I don't know. Why would a guy like that... Why would a, a woman... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
1: I mean <laughs> that's... I mean, it's hard enough for me to put myself into a woman's headspace in this world, let alone look, this
0: situation, I'm where just
1: like, he's my husband because he said so. I, yeah,
0: yeah. Love is hard to understand. Sure, yeah.
1: It's super complicated when love is forced. Yeah. Changes the vibe.
0: Uh, So Kit Carson led 400 men into the heart of Comanche territory. They brought with them two howitzers.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to ask if they brought the howitzers. (laughs) And they did? Yeah. Okay, good.
0: Uh, It was basically like a cannon crossed with a shotgun. It's a sweet Mm. fucking... Uh, they found a large uh, Comanche camp known as Adobe Walls. It had previously been blown up by the people who lived there pre- to prevent a takeover by Comanches.
1: It had.
0: So it used to be a place, <laughs> like a house ish thing. And then uh, instead of leaving it for Comanches, they just.
1: blew it up.
0: Or torched it or whatever. Right. And now it's just walls. Okay. And the Comanche were like, oh, that's cool. That'll do. I like walls. Hey, walls will do. Better than no walls. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying, bro. Pound Pean- it. Peanuts. Pound it. Uh, So Ka- Kit Carson confronted 1,600 Comanches and started firing the howitzers. And the Comanches took off, terrified by the insane new Yeah, well, someone
1: that. invented shotgun cameras. This is not what we expected. Oh, damn it.
0: But rather than pursuing them, Carson told his men to take a break.
1: Chill. Nice work, That's everyone. an order. Nice gentlemen. work, everybody. Uh, anybody who's not chilling is disobeying a direct order from Kit. Chill.
0: Can I do push-ups?
1: God damn it, if you do one push-up, I'm going to shoot you in your head. This oh. is chill time. Okay. Guys, this is what I like to call a bit of a jam pad. Okay. All right?
0: Oh. Um, so... Thirty minutes after he told everybody to take a break, Uh the Comanches regrouped and started shooting at the soldiers. Okay. Uh, The Comanche had a bugle player. Good. Who would blow the reverse of the army bugler? He now, Dave.
1: I didn't want to take a side, (laughs) but you forced me to.
0: The nerve. When the army bugler sounded advance, the Comanche bugler would sound retreat.
1: That is so it's,
0: genius. It's the best thing ever.
1: I mean, there you there's your loophole in your bugle plan. Fellas. <laughs> and guess what? They got a guy with a bugle too, and he knows your two songs. He knows go uh, and
0: retreat. Yep. Uh, the U.S. <laughs> The U.S. soldiers couldn't stop laughing.
1: I mean, you have a bugle battle going on.
0: It's, it's the best bugle battle ever. What should
1: we do? I've, I'm pulling hamstrings from going back and forth.
0: Have you seen Bugle Off on Comedy Central? It's a good show. Oh, fucking great. To counter the howitzers' uh, effectiveness, the Comanches spread out. And more Comanche warriors arrived. Kit Carson is now facing at least 2,000 Comanche warriors.
1: Does he regret his half hour well, off? Like,
0: I feel like he's like, I made a bad... I made a bad Half choice.
1: Half
0: hour to do what? I, yeah, you know what? The, on my part, that was hubris. Now I look back. Ah, here it is. Hubris. Uh, The Comanches started to surround Carson, so he used the howitzers to hold them off, but he was running out of shells and rifle ammo. Mm,
1: that's not a good position to be in.
0: And he gave the order to retreat.
1: Okay, <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, they turned it around. Yeah. The Comanches chased him for four days, but Carson's army escaped, barely avoiding a massacre. Wow. The press had assumed that the recovery of Cynthia and Parker meant the Comanches were a spent force. Okay. But this new battle proved that was not at all true. Clearly. Now, the Comanches now owned about 15,000 horses uh, and had stolen around Three hundred thousand cattle during the Civil War. Oh man, that's a lot of cows that's to a eat. Lot. That's so much eating. I mean, I'm surprised they're not super fat.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Um,
0: but what they would do is they would steal the cattle, and then they would sell them to government traders in New Mexico, who would sell them to the army.
1: Well, I, I mean, boy that
0: <laughs> and then so they would like they would take the money an arms for <laughs> hostage
1: situation
0: well then they would take the money that they got from the stolen cows that they sold to the army and they would buy guns and ammunition which they would then use against settlers in the army isn't
1: this our foreign policy <laughs>
0: I just described Syria.
1: Yeah, honestly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, that won't backfire. Uh, Except
1: in this situation, the cows have guns and start a new group and come at us.
0: Oh, fuck. The cows have guns. Oh, God. Uh, Quinna began to make a name for himself as a leader. He would torture himself to prove he could stand greater pain than anyone else. That's a weird, a weird move. Been there. Have you? Nope. Once he wrapped himself in a raw buffalo hide, and did not eat or drink for two days.
1: So he's like the David Blaine of the group.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. Right. Um,
1: And and I'm
0: (laughs) are are you picturing it?
1: Yeah, I'm picturing it, and I'm also saying to myself, "Isn't that just a fast?"
0: Uh, With a weird... Yeah, but he's wrinkle? inside a buffalo hide. Okay, so the hide began to... He's in the hot sun, so the hide begins to dry up and draw and get smaller. And it would crushing his body. So it's like... So
1: he's now basically he's like in, in a python throat of hide?
0: Well, he made, I don't know about a python throat, but he made a... he He made a shrinking clam... Situation out of Buffalo. Well, Dave,
1: that's kind of what I would imagine being eaten like a snake would be like. <laughs> so he's just now he's gone from like a roomy <laughs> hide to now. Yeah, now it's sh- literally being cocooned. Yeah.
0: Which is very painful. But he withstood the torture. And his grandson said, quote, by doing things like this to test himself, he proved he could be a leader. Or or counter argument. That guy's crazy and shouldn't lead. Yeah.
1: Maybe. I mean, he sounds a little bit like Wim Hof to me, but we don't need to dip too far into Mm -hmm. who he is. Well, let's not do
0: that. (laughs) Everyone's Googling right now. You gotta Google Wim Hof. Around 1868, when uh, Quino was 20, he's only 20. Good God. Yeah. uh, His raiding party had a large herd of stolen horses that they were moving across land when they were intercepted by soldiers. The chief was killed and the warriors started to flee. But Quema took over and charged at a soldier, shooting him with an arrow, then dropped behind his galloping horse for protection from gunfire and safely got away. Horses and all. That is such
1: a crazy move. Yeah. He drops behind the horse for cover? Yeah. That's such a... I mean, that really is. You're like, well, I didn't know we were dropping behind ponies.
0: Uh, That night he was chosen as the new leader. Why? I can't... Is there a rationale? Nope. They don't go into it. Did Russia influence it? Yes. I knew it. Uh so then he eloped with his second wife. Okay. Uh but because her father did not approve of his white blood.
1: Right. Oh, okay. Um, so he's getting it on both ends.
0: He had also already promised his daughter to another man. So uh-huh. he wasn't down. Um so when when it's,
1: it's cool to promise daughters.
0: It's hard. It's you know, but you gotta do it.
1: Uh sorry, I already committed you to another man. Huh? I've committed you to another man.
0: Mm, I'm in love. Not with him. Uh, so when he uh, so when he eloped, he took a band of warriors with him. Okay. So it's like a bachelor party slash sure, marriage. Sure, it's a stag night. Yeah. Um, they stole horses all over Texas, and in just over a month, Quinn built an army of several hundred men and hundreds of horses. Hey. So he's fucking killing shit. He's just killing yeah. it. Um, he quickly, it
1: sounds almost like the horses know what's going on. Yeah, well, I'll go with you. Let's go. I like Quina.
0: He quickly became so powerful that he was able to make a deal to return to the uh, Comanche band and was appointed war chief of the Quahadis ahead of the man who was supposed to marry his wife. Oh. So that well, so guy I had to settle. That guy's having a shit fucking month.
1: Uh, Trust me, Quinn is not as cool as you think. You ended up with the right guy. Hmm. Again, my name's Ray. (laughs) And I'm pretty, pretty good at fighting battles, too. So I'm not going to be a dud when it comes to that. I can't actually drop behind the horse. I can't ride a horse, but I think you'll find I'm pretty shrewd when it comes to... um, Would you like a drink? No. Perhaps some... uh, Yes, (laughs) No
0: Please No My name's Ray I know I heard I've got a little teeth I'm good In 1867 The US government Adopted what was called The peace policy Toward the Native Americans Of the Western Plains
1: (laughs) I mean I'm So shocked To hear of such a thing
0: uh, the policy was created by President Grant and his Quaker advisors who believed Native Americans needed to be protected from white settlers.
1: Wow, that is good.
0: Reservations run by missionaries were created for tribes to move to and become assimilated to civilized ways. Okay.
1: How, okay. You know, break them like up them. like culture
0: interns? Yeah, no, it's like learn how to play football and yeah. Man, I
1: said blue 32, W zip nine, (laughs) Bumblebee right. You gotta go across the slant when I tell you to do that. Huh? If they got a nickel package in and I'm telling you to run one of those bumblebees, (sighs) you gotta zip in, and then the whole thing is I'm gonna throw it before you make that turn. Run that slant. Are you all this stupid? Man (laughs) It's a complicated offense, Chief! Okay. Come on! Get in the huddle. I'm
0: not actually a chief, by the way. I just... I'm not a chief.
1: I'll admit I was wrong to assume. I uh,
0: Okay, president.
1: <laughs> Boy, we're a real odd couple. <laughs> I swear.
0: I'd like to spear you in the uh, eye. Well, that's
1: no. a very Oscar angle. <laughs> I think we have our Felix. Me.
0: In 19, oh, sorry, in 1867, the Treaty of Medicine Lodge gave the Comanches a reservation of 2.9 million acres. Okay. Their original homeland had been over 200 million acres. Right. So it's so, less. No,
1: hold on. Yeah, get some, do get Do you a mind pen, if I do a little a mathematics pen pen, Yeah, real quick.
0: no, grab something to add it so with. So
1: that is actually, uh-huh. just carry go ahead the eight.
0: And calculate that. A shitload less, it That's says. A, yeah, it's a okay. bit less. Just a tiny bit less. Okay. Uh, wary of the technological advanced army, uh, the tribes agreed. Many, but okay. not all. A third of the Comanche bands were not represented at the talks because they saw reservations as the end of their existence. Okay. The Quahadis were one tribe that did not sign the treaty.
1: The only one, or one? One, one, one
0: okay. of. Of the 4,000 Comanches still in existence, in 1867, 3,000 moved to the reservation, 1,000 refused, including the Quahatis. The Indian office that managed reservations was insanely corrupt, if you can believe that. Shocker. Employees skimmed off supplies meant for the Comanches, which led to food shortages and poor supplies. Native Americans started leaving the reservation to join the Quahatis and raids restarted. Okay. By... Yeah.
1: I mean, it really... <laughs>
0: I can't believe that didn't work out. Yeah,
1: I mean that—that's the thing. It's like I, you know, you. I, I think we think that if we give uh, a, a terrible option, then we can give a shitty one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Instead you of know? being like, "Here's a palace." Yeah.
1: Here's a plate of shit. Here's a thimble of it. By
0: 1869, around 900 Comanches lived on the reservation compared to 3,000 two years before. Right. In 1869, the transcontinental railroad was completed, which increased the cattle trade and brought buffalo hunters to the plains 31 million buffalo were killed over 13 years between 1868 and 1881 oh my god so hot right so hot like sexy i'm just thinking about how rad it is to kill a buffalo no with a, a gun and no. then just turn around and kill another and turn around, mil- kill, another how many? Turn around kill another one turn around and kill another million one 31 million did you say yeah 31 million
1: Thirty one million.
0: Yeah, but they're just animals. You know what I mean? They're not
1: Oh no. Uh we survived. We did survive that one. We survived a drop. They're not white guys. Huh? You don't want to talk about your drop.
0: The but no. The it mic was fine. drop. I think it's all good, yeah. It
1: is. It's all happening. it. This is what ruined the revenant recording oh, though. Oh fuck. And it was my bad. <laughs> um Okay. That's a lot of buffalo that got killed.
0: I mean thirty-one million is a big number. Yeah. If you're, you know, counting. Yeah. It's a lot of bullets. If you're too. counting? It's at least 31 million bullets.
1: Probably a lot more. Yeah. That is crazy, though. I just watched that movie, Oakja, today.
0: Oh, you saw that? Was uh, it good?
1: It's great, but it, it really uh, ruined me.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. that's. But it's good. Perfect. But yeah,
1: yeah. Enjoy.
0: Um,. So, obviously, killing all those buffalo led to even more violence with the Native Americans, who were like, oh, that's our food! Hey! We just do those one at a time! Well, we know who invented (laughs) overharvest! The buffalo hunters were targeted by the Comanches at what was called the Salt Creek Massacre in 1871. One observer said seven men were filled with so many arrows they looked like porcupines. Well, they... That I'm not it's a sure. lot. Uh, you know what? But no I, way they
1: were as cute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still on the side of the Comanches on that one. I come down.
1: It, it, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. 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 When it comes to this buffalo genocide, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh the uh, the men were also beheaded, scalped. See, it's had very their very violence. Had their brains scooped out. It's
1: very and that's a bizarre move. And and? appendages
0: like their dicks and fingers cut off and stuck into their mouth.
1: Oh, God, what just happened? Good God. This is who you're rooting for?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm not
1: rooting against them at I'm all. Still but for... it's weird to put... I mean, for the last thing for someone to do, to scoop my brain out and make sure the last thing in my head is my dick. That's bold. Well,
0: are you against someone making a point?
1: I think I'm against... I mean, it just...
0: Here's one way to keep your dick out of your mouth. (laughs) Don't kill as many buffalo.
1: True. But uh, look, yes, I agree we have our villain. (laughs) We're just sort of having some hero issues. Well, (laughs) right? Okay, okay. Yeah, we're going through a bit of a... Gray period with our well, heroes. A little bump. a little, yeah, a little bump, the bump when they're putting fingers and dicks and mouths after scooping brains out. Mm. Why do you scoop brains out? Is there a rationale? Just, to, there get it,
0: to, just to put a nice hole.
1: But, I mean, that has to be, like... That has to be connected to something. Oh, I'm sure. It can't but, just be uh, yeah, no. pure... No, bu- no, no, watch.
0: Oh, it happened again. Dude. Why does this keep fucking... Because your cord's all
1: tied I'm up. I'm going to leave it there. All right, fine. Leave it there. Oh, man. Uh, How did we survive two of those? It is
0: all tied up. All right.
1: All right. Um... Uh, so,
0: so they do that to those fellows. Okay, so those guys. They're not having a good, uh, a good run. Yeah. Um, now, uh, with the Civil War, the Union over, the Civil, with the Civil War o- over, the Union started to focus on the Comanche situation. General Sherman believed Indian, uh, raid stories in Texas were exaggerated. Okay. Uh, but after the Salt Creek Massacre, he changed his mind. Uh, those aren't just tall tales. Yeah, <laughs> they put dicks in what? Well,
1: just, I'll be. That is... Uh, uh, I thought. I'll tell you, that is Ooh. what we like to call a bold way to exit. Uh-huh. <laughs> we are Ooh. all baffled by the uh, uh, fellatio that the deceased was forced to perform upon himself. <laughs> but uh, I still think... Uh, It was mildly exaggerated. I mean, not all the men chewed their own dicks and fingers. (laughs) And some of them had their brains inside still. What? Huh? Huh?
0: Daddy, I just asked for a bedtime story.
1: No. There was a a man who had a... Boy, I just... I've had a few too many mint juleps hit you and you out of
0: Tell me about the dicks in the mint. Well, house. a bunch
1: of guys got the, you know, brains scooped out and the <laughs> dicks put them out. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, lights out, kiddo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How many candles do you have lit? <laughs>
1: it's a big room, Junior. <laughs>
0: uh, So... Obviously, turning men into beheaded porcupines with dicks in their mouths changed everything. And General Sherman ordered the army to wage merciless warfare against Indians in Texas and elsewhere. The Quaker peace policy was over. All right. Now, Ronald McKenzie was picked by Sherman to implement a policy of extermination. Ah. The Comanche called him Bad Hand because of a hand that had been shattered during the Civil War.
1: Well, and an ego that had been shattered by the nickname.
0: Thank you. On October 3rd, 1871, Mackenzie led a very determined but very naive force of 600 men to uh, find... Naive
1: is not a good description no,
0: for... it is not.
1: ...whatever's going on. Uh,
0: ...to find the Quahatties. Uh They were armed with spencer rifles, uh, which was uh, the only repeating rifle at the time. And the Comanche had single-shot muskets. Ugh. Yeah, it's a bad. Bringing
1: muskets to a gunfight. Yep.
0: Mackenzie used scouts and other uh, tribes to track the Quahatis. They traveled well beyond civilization, even though they were very inexperienced on the plains. On their first night, they camped between a large buffalo herd and its water source, which ended... Now, now Dave, may I guess how that ends? Okay.
1: Poorly. <laughs>
0: Well, a stampede.
1: Oh, is that right? I'm thirsty! No, I'm thirsty! Imagine, and then they all uh, run for it. Can you imagine the... I, I mean, even I, if I were put in nature, yeah. would simply go, oh, oh, this is a
0: conflicted uh, yeah. zone to be in. No, they pro- they might want that water. I think I'm gonna get behind them. <sighs> so they narrowly escaped by screaming and waving their blankets at, at, at the thousands of charging beasts.
1: Well, everyone knows the best way to defuse it is a stampede is blanket waving Yeah, blankie. Yeah, blankies.
0: On the second night, Mackenzie ordered a night march, hoping to surprise the Quahadi. White
1: men owe a lot to blankets.
0: <laughs> it's an important thing.
1: It seems it's a weird quirk. Yeah, he's having at your backpack. He's right
0: chewing my backpack.
1: <laughs> he's really. He's up. He's been out for most of this one, but now he's, he's, he's up.
0: He's clearly chewing it. He's oh, he. just going to eat it. Okay. Eat yeah. eat that backpack, yeah. cat. Um,
1: That's on his way watchers
0: So they reached a favorite uh, Quahate camping ground Only to realize they had been watched by Comanches The entire time
1: (laughs) Man, that's tough
0: It turns out Mackenzie
1: Oh Oh,
0: boy Well we're
1: certainly not a step ahead
0: Well I guess my brains are scooped out Over here Has it
1: just made or do you miss the stampede?
0: Mackenzie lit campfires the entire time, which was basically the ultimate giveaway. I mean, it, how... Like, again, that seems
1: so rudimentary.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, at midnight on the third day, the Comanches rode at full gallop towards their the sleeping army. Uh, but the army was confused when they weren't attacked, only to realize that the warriors were stampeding their horses.
1: Oh, <laughs> man, they really do like yeah, to go like for it. the transpo. They love getting rid of They the love horses. to get
0: the cars towed. Yeah. <laughs> Mackenzie lost sixty six of his best horses, but they still had a cavalry unit. Okay, who pursued the Comanche right into an ambush led by Quina? Ugh!
1: Oh, wow, he must have just been like, "Everyone, watch out for my drool!"
0: It's like, yeah, how this is weird. How easy it is. This was the first uh, time Army Captain Robert Carter got a glimpse of Quina. "Quote: A large and powerfully built chief led the bunch on, uh, on a." black-coal-racing pony. Leaning forward upon his mane, his heels nervously working the animal's side, with six-shooter poised in the air, he seemed the incarnation of savage, brutal joy. His face was smeared with black war paint, which gave his features a satanic look.
1: Outside of the last part, everything else, I mean, even the last part, honestly, they also yeah, pretty badass. Yeah, maybe he's supposed
0: to look badass. Yeah, I yeah. mean,
1: it sounds like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sounds terrifying.
0: So the soldiers all retreated, and Quenna, charged after... I was
1: going to say, my gut says he's going to keep going.
0: Armed with a pair of revolvers, Whoa. he rushed toward a private Greg, whose horse was lagging behind. Oh, no! i like, worried! Like one of those African animal shows. This the, is exactly where the, when yeah. the cheetah is trying yeah. to get down the antelope. Yeah, and then the one falls behind, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, but
1: sometimes it. that works out.
0: Uh, sometimes not. Quenna zigzagged in front of Greg, so his... Fellow soldiers could not shoot him without shooting Greg. So it's the same move sure, said right? said before. Gotcha. When he was a few feet from Greg, he blew his brains out, then turned around and galloped away. So it's called making a point.
1: I think that's safe to say he made it.
0: He made a point. Mackenzie's army pursued Quinna and Quinna pushed his group into a storm of rain, sleet, and snow with winds up to 50 miles an hour.
1: So this was... Before the U.S. mailman, because he just hit every <laughs> <crime
0: possible. laughs> uh Quinta decided to give up the pursuit because of the storm, and he made camp. Uh, the Quahattis pushed on. The next day, Mackenzie came across two Comanches who fought with him. Mackenzie was shot with an arrow that pierced bone. Good Lord. He returned home having... Arrows un- are brutal. Yeah, they're not great. Uh he returned home, having unsuccessfully pursued pursuing the Quahatties for 40 miles with no success. Okay. In 1872, Mackenzie came again and this time discovered the route the Comanches used to move their stolen cattle from Texas to New Mexico. And over a few months, he learned the entire layout of the area, its water sources and how to survive thunderstorms, bugs, and fires. Wow. Mackenzie and his men were now experienced. And so he went next time. He was like, how about I figure all this shit out? And then I'll go do the Interesting
1: thing. to do homework yeah. now.
0: In September 1872, Mackenzie's force ambushed a village of mixed Comanche bands, killing 50 and capturing 120, mainly women and children. He only lost two men. They destroyed the village and took 3,000 horses. But Mackenzie did not. Guard the horses and the Comanches just came and took them in the
1: night. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> nah, that's a bummer.
0: You know, ah, when you're like You wake woo, up and you're like who got one over him? You wake up the next morning, man, what a day. Where are the horses? Where are they? Hello. Damn it. Um But still, uh, the army was now on the front foot and the Comanche bands were becoming less clearly defined. The reservation life for the Comanche meant eradicating their free-range hunting and warring native culture, turning them into farmers. Many abandoned their annual buffalo hunts and instead got government rations of beef, sugar, flour, and coffee. Oh, okay. So. They're like, what if you guys were fat? Um, have you considered being fat? Do you uh, want to have the
1: white man's fatness?
0: Look at what's around me right here. Uh-huh. Do you think I get cold in the wintertime? You ever
1: heard the expression hot dog on a stick? It's like carrot, but uh, uh-huh. better to run for. But you won't be running. You'll be laying. And the stick's long. And so is the string. It's basically just a unique way to eat a hot dog on your back.
0: <laughs> I don't think I like your culture. Well,
1: uh, you have not found out about deep fried, my man.
0: Oh. uh, So... The Comanches started, so they're like their old ways are going away because of the reservation, right? Um,
1: That's the idea.
0: Other tribes began joining the Comanches. Yeah, of course. Uh, The Comanches started wearing feathered headdresses instead of their traditional black buffalo wool cap. And with the buffalo being slaughtered on a commercial scale, within two years they were basically wiped out in Texas and food became short. Starvation and alcoholism hit. The Comanches were forced to eat their horses. Ah. They were being forced to eat their identity. The end of uh, their world world seemed close. Now, a twenty three year old medicine man came along to give them hope. There's a name I'm gonna fuck up. His name was Essa Tai. I S A T A I.
1: I S A Isa
0: Tai. It wouldn't be Isa. Yes, Issa?
1: Yes, I, I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, that's close. Who gives a shit? Well, I mean, it, it, it is like, so. I mean, you know.
0: Well, then I'll tell you what his name means. Okay. Coyote's vagina.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> well, now we're going to need to get it right, because this is a term <laughs> I plan on using a lot. Wait, uh, his name is
0: seriously Coyote Vagina? Yeah, it's something I'm going to call him from now. That's what it means. Coyote's vagina. Coyote's, Coyote's vagina, vagina. yeah. I mean, you're trying to think of the naming process?
1: Obviously, I'm starting to try to figure out the naming process.
0: Maybe he looked like a coyote's vagina when he was born. Probably not. You know, the truth, uh,
1: honestly, what it has to be is that it just sounds funny in our terms, and there's like a spiritual connection to like peanuts and coyote vagina. Yeah. But um, that sounds um, like a uh, comedy writer. uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, So the medicine man said he was bulletproof and able to control the elements.
1: Much like a coyote vagina.
0: Thunder, (laughs) hail, and lightning, and that he could even fly. He made a pair arrows. I'm
1: going to fly so far in the sky, (laughs) you're not even going to believe how far I'll fly. And the hail is going to be the biggest pieces of ice you've ever seen drop from clouds.
0: He made arrows appear in his hand using sleight of hand. He claimed he could belch up bullets and cartridges and then re-swallow them. He correctly predicted the disappearance of a comet in 1873 and also correctly predicted a drought that year, predictions that solidified his status as a miracle worker, prophet, and medicine man. Okay. So he's killing it. Clearly. Um, his, am, uh, his So he's spreading the word of his uh, whatever the fuck it is throughout the Comanches and other tribes. Uh, when he went on preaching tours, Quenna would go with him. Together, the two men became a formidable team, the Magic Man and the Tough Guy. They whipped up a frenzy of vengeance. Quinna still wanted revenge for the death of his father and the capture of his mother. In May, Coyote Vagina, <coughs> but I'm going to call him that, brought all the Comanche bands CP! And Comanches together for a Sundance. This was the first time this had happened in history. He and Quinna proposed a large-scale raid against white men, and half of the bands agreed. Okay. A force of 250 warriors was led by Quinna, and they decided to target buffalo hunters. In the early hours of June 26, 1874, they descended on a group of 28 buffalo hunters who were at a saloon. But the whites had already been warned, and the hunters were holed up in the saloon. Three whites were killed at the beginning but the hunters repelled quinna's warriors with their buffalo guns which were accurate from 3 quarters of a mile away
1: Can I, uh, one minor uh, thing Go is ahead. that it it does show the uh, love of alcohol we have to think that you get a heads up and you're yeah. still like we well should. let's get around to wings like we and around to pitchers yep. and you know then we'll prep Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could probably just stay here. I mean, those three guys probably, I mean, maybe they were going to die anyway, but certainly.
0: At least one of them had the final words. Oh, come
1: on. It's happy hour.
0: One one of them final words were worth it. Right. Worth it.
1: Worth it. Let me know how the nachos are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: So the bulletproof coyote vagina had his horse shot from under him. I was also wounded and had to be dragged to safety. The uh, the Native Americans retreated. About 15 warriors were killed, and many were wounded. Coyote's vagina tried to absolve himself of the blame for the defeat by claiming that his magic had been weakened before the battle when one of the Cheyenne violated a sacred taboo by killing a skunk.
1: Well, we didn't know <laughs> that you had a skunk loophole. You... <coughs> You, I mean you're just uh, I shouldn't have to say that not to kill the skunk. I that's You a, didn't see what you this is literally everybody. what you, shh. what you said to us. Coyote's vagina, which I should have been suspect about from the you get. You know,
0: you know I go by CV. Stop it. CV.
1: Stop it. Mm-hmm. What I should have known from the beginning. Mm-hmm. If there was a skunk killing problem, you should have let us know because then nobody would have killed skunks.
0: We've, it's always been a rule it's always been a rule well it's a rule that
1: nobody knows everybody knows nobody knows that
0: who kills a are there skunk? any
1: more rules we should know about with you who kills a skunk before you go on a raid who does that who has a loophole where a skunk death ruins you okay you said you were bulletproof
0: I mean yeah yeah
1: okay if there are any more...
0: By the way, I didn't get shot. My horse did. I'm aware that so your horse is dead and you maybe get it bounced. Shot. Maybe it bounced off me and hit my horse. Did you ever think about that?
1: I did not ever think about that. Well... Because the whole time you've just been talking about a skunk death, Coyote Which you vagina. killed, by
0: the way, which caused my horse to die. You basically killed my horse. Just
1: give a heads up next time.
0: Shouldn't have to do that. Just a heads up next
1: time. That's all I'm asking for. Okay. You just don't sit here and Monday morning quarterback okay. what happened there because a skunk is dead.
0: Okay. Okay? Are there any other small friendly animals you want to kill before we do Well, big...
1: what happens if I step on a mouse? What does that do? Are you Are you magic still?
0: It depends what, what we're doing at the time. Like, are we moving? Okay, if so you're... how about
1: this? The next If you're time moving
0: teepees, it... don't step on a mouse. The teepee will burn down.
1: The teepee will burn down if it moves. You know okay, can rule? you get this stuff out on the goddamn table with us next time? Why? Because none of us know that when a skunk dies, you become powerless.
0: Why? We didn't know your kryptonite was a skunk, hearts, non-beats. So when I came down from the mountain with the tablets, with the ten rules written on them, was that not... Why did you not?
1: I'm starting to doubt a lot of those rules. I'm starting to doubt a lot of those rules. Okay. Because they seem crazy then and they seem crazier now.
0: Well, when a guy digs up some gold plates in a couple what of years... What do you got,
1: gold plates or tablets? <laughs> coyote's vagina you're all over the map right now or is that just a symptom of when a bird has a seizure
0: um, so the Cheyenne's took the accusation that it was all their fault for killing the skunk not well
1: so this is Skunkgate.
0: yeah this is skunk gate okay. uh, not well uh, especially the dog soldiers and uh, they responded by beating Coyote vagina severely he was discredited... Not
1: now! A skunk just died!
0: <laughs> he was discredited and publicly humiliated. It was a crushing moral defeat for Native Americans.
1: It's tough when you realize your leader's full of shit.
0: Yeah. But Quinta kept going and raided with smaller groups. An estimated 190 white settlers were killed in the summer of 1874, and many more fled. Quinta had gotten revenge and instilled fear across the frontier. The government was done... Front fear. Keep going. The government was done with this. President Grant put the reservations under military control and ended the peace policy. Okay. By 1874, there were th- only 3,000 Comanches in the world, 2,000 who chose to live on the re- reservation, and 1,000 to fight. Led by Quinna, they hid in a deep canyon. In August of 1874, the full force of the U.S. Army was brought to subdue the last Comanches. Mackenzie's cavalry was now hardened, experienced, and well driven. They found the main Comanche camp and surprised them. The Comanches retreated, and as usual, Mackenzie devo- destroyed the village. Learning from his past, Mackenzie ordered one thousand captured horses to be shot. Oh my God! That's a lot of horses. Just the smell. This was a smell
1: is not what bothers.
0: Me. This was a devastating blow. The uh. Comanche warriors were now on foot. They soon surrendered and returned to reservations, except Quina. Uh, and his band who were not involved in the battle and did not surrender. They played cat and mouse with the army for six more months. In March 1875, Mackenzie sent a delegation to the Quahatis to pursue Quena to surrender. Surprisingly, Quena agreed. He saw the omens and they were bad and on June 2nd, 1875, 407 Quahatis arrived at the reservation and surrendered their horses and weapons. Quena was now just 27. Oh
1: my god.
0: I mean, what did you do before you were 27?
1: Not anything near this. Again, I was, I was dressed up as Spider-Man. He
0: was the toughest Comanche of his generation. He was positive about the future, believing that he could advance his people's cause. He saw that making himself valuable to the white man might allow him to help his people. Quina made a point of being outgoing and helpful to whites. Wow. Mackenzie admired his skills. The two men became close friends. Oh, and my God. Why not?
1: It's awkward.
0: Uh, old stink and bad hand?
1: Yeah. Stink and bad hand. Uh... Together we are bad stink hand! (laughs)
0: No, I am bad stink hand!
1: No, don't do... Oh, this is another us moment. (laughs) Oh, this is us.
0: The two men became close friends, and Quinna learned the ways, uh, the white ways, from Mackenzie. He transitioned seamlessly from living as a nomad to operating in the alien world of industrial America. Wow. Quinna gained the favor of Mackenzie and the military by rounding up renegade Comanches who had left the reservation and authorized hunting missions. Uh, and, uh, so basically, guys who had left the reservation right, to right. but didn't come back. Right. Um, but, earn,
1: but what do you do when you find them? You
0: Well, he was just... He would either round them up or or point them out to someone else who would round them up.
1: Okay, so it was a rounding up, not an execution.
0: Or, no, not, okay, not killing right. them, just bringing them back to the okay. reservation. Uh, he earned the gratitude of his tribe when he persuaded Mackenzie not to imprison uh, these men. Okay. Quina was also a shameless self-promoter. His inherent leadership qualities also caught the eye of reservation agent James Haworth... Reservation Do, agent? Yeah. Every reservation had an agent, like a guy in charge. Of, right, okay. Yeah. That, no, they're not.
1: Look, Quina. <laughs> CBS is super excited about this fish-out-of-water story you're working on. Okay? Uh, the, uh, right now, mm-hmm, yep. we've got some great people attached. Yep. Um, we really think. Oh, well, we need. We don't even need to see a script. This is a blind deal. It's not. So the, let's just get the. You know, let's get the script, Quina. Yeah. It's not that. Kind and of I of think an, we'll. You that, know, have a good time. It's <laughs> not that kind of Asian. Uh,
0: okay. yeah. uh, I got to take this. Okay. Uh, so it's a letter. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, Quina Parker gained respect and power on both sides and became widely recognized as the leader of the reservation. While cattle, uh, white cattle farmers had been using reservation land to graze their herds since uh, they were created, and out worked out a way to use this to his people's advantage by creating protection rackets. Okay. The farmers who paid the most were safe from attack and got to use the land.
1: So this is the mafia? <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's It's a racket. He's doing a... It's I mean, this amazing. is the mafia. Yeah. Yeah, uh, hey, uh, don't worry about it. Hey, right? no, nothing's gonna happen to your don't cow. Worry. What's gonna happen to your cow? Hey, Quenna didn't see hey. nothing, baby. Uh, this provided extra meat uh, for people for, uh, on the reservations and cows for Quenna. Uh, this... Cows
1: for Quenna is a great charity. I donate to that. Every a great every day. what charity? There it is. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it took a minute.
0: This system turned into they so le- held it in. They did.
1: This Jose is dangerously close to yeah. wires.
0: Oh, he's really grabbing the wire. Uh, this system turned into leasing arrangements in 1884, which Quinna lobbied for. He became so influential influential that the cattle companies were paying him to lobby for these leasing arrangements, and he believed making money off the land was best for his tribe. He was now playing the white man's game.
1: Wow, so
0: weird. He's fucking smart. The leases created jobs and wealth for Native Americans and increased Quinn's power. Within 10 years of working with the white man, he created a power base for himself and had ownership of over 500 cattle.
1: Really crazy. <laughs>
0: he became a cattle supplier to his own people. In 1888, he was granted 40,000 acres, most of which he leased. He was also appointed as judge of the Court of Indian Offenses and dispensed justice. Nice. Quinna was uh, still dressed in traditional buffalo, buffalo hide clothing and kept his hair long, which was frowned upon by white authorities <laughs> who saw it as a rebelliousness. He managed to convince the government to help him build a lavish house, which he called Star House. Star House. Finished in 1890. Uh,
1: Quina, we just closed in on Star House. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready. CBS is very excited.
0: Finished in 1890. It had ten finely uh, dressed rooms with ten foot ceilings in the shadow of the Wichita Mountains. Quinna now had nine wives.
1: Wow. Quinna is really
0: <laughs> yeah, <he's>...
1: going big. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the white man game.
0: He's seriously in the He's white, in the man, white game. man game. In the white man game, polygamy was a pragmatic prom- way of hiring more uh, labor out on the plains. But Quina accumulated wives now because he could. <sighs> Government officials continually harassed him about his polygamy. He had a total of nineteen children. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good amount. The star house was surrounded by the teepees of those in need. Okay. Uh, and Quina never turned anyone away. His private cattle herd was the main source uh, of food for this these is people. This a
1: really weird scene.
0: Yeah, super fucking weird. Yeah, he, <laughs> I mean, yeah. He hosted parties and had a constant stream of guests, including generals he had fought against, the British ambassador, and uh, he hired a white woman to teach his wives how to cook. Now a famous advocate for Native American rights, he made frequent trips to Washington, D.C., while in the capital, he dined with one man who asked him how the white man had pushed them off the land. And Quinna sat beside him and slid along and said, move over each time. And when the man fell off, Quinna said, like that.
1: Oh, Quinna. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Jeez. Hey, now.
1: Where are, my, I, oh, I get it. <laughs> I get it. In 1890,
0: Quinna appointed himself principal chief of the Comanches, which he put on his letterhead. <laughs> <laughs> there had never been a chief of the whole tribe before. He negotiated. And he just sort of. said he, said he, he was, was. Yeah, like, He said, I'm this now. Right, right. Well, it's on the letterhead.
1: Right. Well, look. I mean, if uh, anyone has a question, look at the letterhead. Yeah. It's if anyone, yeah. I mean, it's clearly,
0: uh, wouldn't happen my role. if it wasn't on the letterhead. My role. Um. He negotiated land grants for people, gaining them three times more land than the government initially offered, mainly right. by driving up, uh, giving up much of his own land. The Comanches became property owners and lived off these lease payments. Um, but this was the government's aim to suppress the warrior in them by right. making them farmers. Right. And in 1892, Quintah signed the drome Amendment that broke up the reservation. The Comanches were split into two factions, those who realized that all that could be done had been done for the Indians and those who blamed Chief Parker for selling their country. Quinta became friends with Teddy Roosevelt.
1: Of course. <laughs> Of course he did. <laughs> bully, Quinn, I'm bully! Uh,
0: Roosevelt <laughs> told him that U.S. law said he could only have one wife, and that he would have- And
1: to... the other eight go to me, <laughs> Quinn, I'm bully.
0: And they have to get rid of the other eight. <laughs> Quinn replied, quote, okay, fine, you tell the other eight wives.
1: Well, uh, this All... is like a hardcore bachelor. <laughs> Eight of you are not going to get
0: roses. All nine wives went to the White House with Quinna later to visit Roosevelt. Mm, So? He even rode in an open car at Roosevelt's uh, inaugural parade in 1905, (laughs) clad in buckskin and wearing a feathered headdress. Acquiring a tenth. When Roosevelt came out west, Quinna took him on a wolf hunt and hosted him at the Star House.
1: Oh, I bet he loved that. Oh, God. Boy, Quinna, I got to get myself a Star House someday, Quinna.
0: He revived the use of peyote amongst Plains Indians.
1: Well, Dave, any issue I've had with him is out the window.
0: And (laughs) presided over all-night healing rituals. Uh,
1: I mean, I would definitely be on this land.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd be in in an air T&P.
0: It spread to other tribes and Native Americans across America. He came under criticism for his involvement in these rituals and defended his religion by saying, the white man goes into his church and talks about Jesus, but the Indians goes in Indian goes into his teepee and talks to Boy, Jesus.
1: I like this, man.
0: <laughs> uh, he had to fight to keep prosecutors away from his peyote cult and started suffering financial problems. Several of his wives left him. In 1909, Quenna went in search of his mother's grave, when it was found, he lobbied Congress to have it moved to Oklahoma and got a law passed to do this. In 1910, Quinna appeared at the Quinno Route Day at the Texas State Fair to promote the Quinna, Acme, and Pacific Railroad, wow. which ran through the town of Quinna. What? <laughs> what? It's like Trump. It's Quinna everything. <laughs> He's killing it. He likes his name. Uh,. <laughs> Never wanted to miss a chance for self-promotion. He made he made a speech which began, Ladies and gentlemen, I used to be a bad man. Now I am a citizen of the United States. I pay taxes, same as you people do. We are the same people now. Wow. Uh, he uh, then went on to talk about us the good old days. Uh, at no point did he mention his career as a raider or killer of white people. Quentin Parker died of Uh, a rheumatism-induced heart failure on February 23rd, 1911. He had been on his way back. Oh, wait. He had been on his way to a peyote cure before he died. Hundreds gathered at Star House the next morning, and there were 2,000 gathered by noon. He had a few hundred dollars in the bank. There were no more chiefs after that. They were uh, instead replaced by a committee of member tribes.
1: Well, another crazy one. That's crazy. Uh, it is so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like the like the concessions that are forced to be made of people to acquiesce to your culture is such a bizarre yeah. process, and such even a hard a hard thing to believe. It, that it's possible. It's very, Almost, you know, but but like, but right in this story, I mean, it's essentially you cre- you create no other option, and then some people embrace it. I guess I
0: don't know if embrace it, but I think he saw it for what it was and was like, okay, so this is the ridiculous system they've created, which yeah. is very easy to exploit.
1: Right. So he he kind of agreed to the compromise so that he was like. Is it is it more that he's trying to kind of bridge the gap or more that he saw an opportunity personally? It's more I think, that he was trying think, to bridge
0: the gap. I think, I think both. I think uh, that he saw a, a way to be a leader and also right. that guy that everyone went to, but at the same time, he's helping people with all the leasing and all that shit. It, it, yeah, that's crazy. A little bit of both. I mean, look, most leaders are crazy. Like all of our fucking presidents are nuts like that Yeah. Like that's it that takes it takes a lunatic to want to lead people no
1: well and it, and it, i mean yeah there there's certainly a lot of ego attached to anything where you want to be at the top of a hierarchy i mean yeah yeah
0: i mean basically he was Cause taken cuz most
1: of us just sit there and go well i can't do it
0: i mean he was taken out of uh a communal system and thrown into capitalism and right. he completely took advantage of it because it was clearly fucking ridiculous right
1: right <laughs> Found a good way. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> well, sweet Quina.
0: Hope you're happy.
1: I'm happy. You getting your shoes on already? You want to get out of here that fast? Yeah, get the
0: fuck out of here. It's, it's really...
1: I mean, don't you want to chill? Uh, Jose's almost on the recording equipment again, officially.
0: He's up to something.
1: Huh? All right. We signed Dave's shoes. They're on. Him. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy After it, let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I listen. I have a new podcast called "We're Here to Help" that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call-in advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them.